I don't know what the fuck been going on here. And I don't know why it's been going on here. But this, if you're not hurt, like if your hamstring ain't falling off the fucking bone, your leg ain't broke, I don't know, like you should be fucking practicing. Like straight up. Like that shit is weakness and that shit is contagious as fuck. And that shit ain't gonna be in this room, bro. That shit been here in the past, and that's why the past has been like it is, bro. That shit is over with here, bro. If you can fucking practice, fucking practice. Hey, hey, hey. Stutter, my brother was handing. Hey, fantasy, hey. session. We talking touchdowns, receptions, yeah. interceptions. Yeah. They got a band to kick, we need that correction. Yeah. Talking mouth, yeah. we flexing. Yeah. How many of y'all you collect? Yeah. We trying to get that yeah. win the record. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy In Session, the podcast powered by Real Deal Fantasy HQ. Today is September the 15th, and the boys are back in town. Wherever it is that you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend, uh, give us a like, give us a review, uh, tell us how we help you win your leagues, etc. etc. Uh, how y'all doing, fellas? What's going on? Doing pretty good, man. We got week one out the way, bro. You know, we got a little bit of data points that we could work with now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I did pretty good in all my leagues, except, a, you know, a few of them. But, you know, I lost a, a team that scored like 250 freaking points. So I think he would have beat everybody in all of fantasy this week. So I ain't tripping. Um, but, yeah, it, it, as a whole, man, we're pretty good. How did you do in the session takeover? Bro, I got a hangnail. That bitch hurts so bad. Uh, we know, bro. We know. <laughs> bro. This boy man, act, acting like the hangnail is just like this the worst pain ever, bro. No, that should be hurting. It feels like something like, is like, explode out my finger. Bro, I thought balls. you had a headache. Javar thought you were sick, bro. Like, no, nah, I just got a hangnail. <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, man, how you doing this session takeover? I won. Won my first uh, game. I scored like 200. I forgot. I think 287. So uh did pretty good. You know, I had uh, the combo of uh, Kyler and Jameis Winston, who had a really good game. So that's crazy. My two quarterbacks do good, man. I think you know, you, you'll be all right. And you're tight. You need a good tight end, too. But. You got to have a good tight end. Look, I got the same right. quarterbacks in the session takeover, and I got Hawkinson at tight end. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was up there at the top two this week. That like is noise. That is noise. Uh, um, let's give him a moment of silence. Out, uh, shot, uh, eight seconds. Um, on the back of that. And we back. And we back. All let's right, man. Get it. Bro, you're not about to call me. Like, why you work calling me for work at seven o'clock? That's crazy. Anyway, time, we, what the fuck? Bro, it's so crazy. It's for, like fancy football, Thursday night football is tomorrow, bro. I'm off the clock. I don't, you know, I'm gonna get paid by the hour. Anyway, uh something the news and notes since the last time we potted. Um, shout out to Tyson Williams, man, for going out there and not busting. Um, pause. Um, but <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> But John Harborough came out there and suggested that the Ravens will use every running back. How much stock are you putting in that? 
Uh, uh, pretty good bit. I mean, he said that, and then towards the end of that game, uh, Latavius Murray was used a lot down the stretch. He scored a touchdown, I want to say. So I think uh, I think Tyson Lonzo keeps playing like this. He should have that like J.K. Dobbins role on lock, and then Latavius Murray will fill in for that Gus Gus role. Yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know. I think it might be more fifty fifty split or somewhere around there. But uh, Elise Williams is getting the receptions right now. If that uh, stayed the same, then I I like Williams. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, it was. I want to say one of those targets was designed. It was like on a swing route, and then the other two were kind of just like dump offs. So it was good to see him involved because I think he topped. I think he saw like four targets and no other Ravens running back has gotten that many targets in the game for a while. So that was good to see. Um, Brandon Ayuk, uh, of course, he had the disappointing Sunday. Ayuk. Oh, I was about to say, did I say his name wrong? Uh, but um, <laughs> You did. It's Ayuk. <laughs> yeah, that was gross, bro. I thought he was hurt. He wasn't hurt. Um, apparently, he hasn't earned the reps by – he went crazy last year. I don't know how much more earning you had to do. What, yeah, how do you feel? Was, That's it, so it, weird. Because a lot of people thought it was because he was coming off the hamstring, and that might have something to do with it, but he was used on one of the punt returns. I don't know if he was used primarily as the punt returner, but he was back there for one of the punt returns. And I don't think you put a guy back there that's coming off an injury on punt return. So mm. I think in terms of him and Sermon, man, it might have been a case of like some type of punishment that you're just not telling the public, but – I guess we gotta wait and see. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Speaking of can't Francisco, start on you. Speaking of the San Francisco running backs, um we all know Rust, uh, Raheem Mostert is out for the year. Um well not out for the year, but he's on the IR. I think he no, can come he's back. out for the year. Is out for yeah. the year? Mm-hmm. That was like eight weeks. All right, so he's out it for was the year. At first, and then he had a um, you know, meet with his doctor and they said it was best to have season in the surgery. The waiver wire dash to um, uh, Elijah Elijah uh, no, I don't know I was gonna, Elijah Mitchell. How y'all feel about that? How much money did you spend on Elijah Mitchell? How much did I bid? Yeah, right. I bid uh, like twenty twenty. Yeah, I bid I bid sixty sixty percent of our of our starting budget, and it didn't help. And well, I got him in one league, but in the other league, I didn't I didn't get him. My brother, if y'all know, he he has a a, a trend of spending a hundred dollars on a player this after guy. the first week, and he held true to that, and he put a hundred dollars on Elijah Mitchell, and he got him. So, Congrats, so speaking, see you fucking asshole. <laughs> speaking of Elijah Mitchell, man, um, we got a user that is is questioning: Should he start Elijah Mitchell or Saquon Barkley? Are we at that place? All right. <laughs> Uh, are yes, we, we are. We are definitely at that place. Um, I'm, 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 if Saquon Barkley is starting, I'm throwing him out there again. Yeah, I'm throwing Saquon out there one more week. Just to, after that, then then we just got to call it how we see it. I'm starting Mitchell over him. I think even if Trey Sermon takes over this backfield this week, we know that they use a committee back there, so we know he's going to be involved. This is one of the most efficient run teams. And Saquon, we saw last week, you know, we're going to get into him a little, like, soon. But we saw last week they eased him in. He had, like, 13 touches last week. It's a short week against another tough defense. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to keep – say if I have an uh, option like Mitchell, I'm keeping Saquon on the bench until I see that he is back to normal. 
Are we not scared of Kyle Shanahan starting Jermichael Hasty and like swerving all of us or starting Trey Sermon and swerving all of us? It's a concern, definitely. But I still think if he doesn't, is he if he's not like the, the workhorse or he's not like the leader in touches, he's still gonna be involved. So that's worst case scenario, I feel like for Mitchell. I, I could see if because you need those dominant points from because if you drafted Barkley, he was your second pick at least. So uh, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to sit him just knowing now. Look, maybe the office could look a little better this week. But if if you just need some points, it might be Mitchell because he the upside off Barkley alone, man. I could never like sit him because one play could be you know what I'm saying ten points. You know what I mean? So what's the odds of that happening? Like very high if it's Saquon Barkley. Not it's higher than higher than it's not. Higher than a normal running back. The odds of a better week is from one guy that you're hoping that can may have one big play over a guy that is going to see the volume. I think not ten times. Is that where we at? Is Barkley where he's a one? At this point, I am. That's how I am at this point. Yes, like they said, they they said off season that he was going to get eased into action. First week came, and that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. I give him one more one more week just to see if he can do a little something shaking back. Then after that, I I gotta fight. I can't. How about this, Carlos? Be my guest. I feel like uh, there's upsides in Marquez, but uh, Cole Beasley is a safety blanket for Josh Allen right now. He's tired. He's getting like around eight targets, something like that. And he's a good, valuable flex play each week where Marquez thirteen targets. Oh, 13 targets, so Cole Beasley is a safe flex wide receiver three play if he gets 13 targets. But every week he's a safe flex play, whereas Marquez Callaway is more of a boom or bust guy until further notice. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going ahead and go ahead and keep Cole Beasley the known commodity. Um, I heard Trey Sermon was purely benched because of the special team's ability of Hasty and Mitchell. That's what I'm saying, man. Great, Brian. While everybody's going to spend that hundred dollars, you know what I'm saying, all the fab on the the second week sensation, I just think, man, just cool. Especially with that offense, where we know what we were saying all off season that they're going to use a running back by committee. So it's not like he's coming into a role where he's Derrick Henry all of a sudden overnight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's coming into a role where, he, of course, they do run the ball very efficiently on that offense. I do agree, but he is gonna it's gonna be a workload. You know what I mean? We saw Hasty yeah, last like game. I, I think worst. I think worst case scenario for him is he's one B in the Shanahan backfield, which is okay. Still so very valuable so question for you, Gabe: Tyson Williams or Tyson Trey Williams. Sherman? Or in Trey what? Sherman? Yeah. In what? What are we talking about? Like starting? No, just like who, which one would you rather have? In Dynasty, Trey Sermon because or I, redraft, redraft, redraft. redraft. Oh, Tyson Williams. He's starting. I mean, we're going to have to wait and see what He got a trade offer for it. He's trying to. I'm trying to gauge. I just don't know where to go because I feel like Trey Sermon. Make your own choice. How about that? It's it's always good to gauge everything. I mean, Tyson Williams. Uh, OBJ is is, uh, apparently won't play. Yeah, for sure. OBJ (laughs) apparently won't play week two. That's pretty gross. Um, uh, Giants tight end Evan Ingram is out for Thursday game. We already talked about Saquon being uh, eased into the game. Michael Thomas apparently is on the COVID injured reserve list. Um, a lot of people around him has been affected by the COVID, so that's pretty gross. Uh, 
you know, I don't really know to stay too long on that. I don't even want to talk about the Saints. Uh, the Broncos put Jerry Judy on the IR along with Ronald Darby, the cornerback. Um, man, a moment That's of sad. silence for Jerry. That's sad, man. Because even when he comes back, man, it's a high ankle sprain. That's what Michael Thomas had last year. And you saw how limited he was even when he came back for those few games. So I hope it's different for him, man. But I'm not, I'm not getting excited about it right now. Get well fast, man. Uh, Raheem Morris announced that he's uh, not Raheem Morris. Uh, Ryan Fitzmagic is on the IR. He broke his hip after I traded a first round pick to Carlos for him. So that sucks. So, so um, how y'all feel? He done, bro. I just told you how I feel. It might be. I mean, he's you not know he ain't young. So, I mean, they didn't say it's season ending, so he still could come back. But I mean, I, I'm more at well. As volume, he right. should get the volume right now, but I got him as a, a around a three right now, and um, I feel like Noah Fant is gonna get a lot of targets now. He he's gonna get peppered with I some targets. I feel like Tim Patrick is a lot of names people weren't talking about, and like every time he's been put on the field, like in the position where he had to play, I feel like in a, a predominantly where he was getting a lot of snaps, he's always his name always pops up, you know. So, it just uh, sucks as a as a fantasy player. You're like, oh, CD Lamb, OBJ, all these guys are cool names, and you got like Tim Patrick. Yeah, <laughs> I still like. I get it. I get it. But you got to look past it. Definitely. I still like Courtland Sutton, though. I still like Courtland Sutton. Yeah, more like a, I'm treating him more like a. I mean, he could definitely put up wide receiver two numbers, but I would feel comfortable with him as my wide receiver three right now. I can dig it. Rojo, after the fumble and being benched for the rest of the game, pretty much is expected to. Exit the doghouse, quote unquote, and we'll start against the uh, Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. How much stock are y'all putting? In? I guess we'll get to that when we get to the game. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is uh, apparently having thumb injury, uh, thumb surgery. Mm-hmm. That's big news. Um, that's all the news I got. Le'Veon Bell and Devonta Freeman were signed for a day and they were dropped. So that's. I hope y'all didn't go out and spend no money on Le'Veon. They got Bell. cut, both of them. That's what it said. Oh, well, not be activated. My bad. I just misspoke. Okay, I was about to say, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> my guy be I'm foreshadowing. Yeah. But oh, um, y'all got anything I missed? Sound good to me. Yeah, about it. All right, man. Let's get into what the people are here for. The new, uh, the best game by game breakdown in the fantasy uh, land. We start with Thursday night football. Do they, do they, do they got a dan- uh, song for that yet? Do they got a dance? I don't know, gay. Not like a dance, like a are you ready for some I know what you mean. Or like yeah, I've been waiting know. all day for a Sunday night. If you're in the bed, if they do, I'm not aware of it. Right. I'm not aware of it. Look it's up. Thursday. Fick it, fick it. Was thirsty Thursday? What is what choice say? Whatever choice say. But anyway, man, <laughs> Thursday night, <laughs> Thursday night football. We got the Giants at uh, the Washington football team. Washington football team three and a half point over um, favorites with an over under of forty and a half points. Uh, Tyler Henneke is stepping in as a starter. Of course, like I mentioned, Fitzpatrick was hurt last week. How you feel about Henneke? Am I saying his name right? Henneke. Henneke. Heineke as your starting yeah. quarterback. Uh not not comfortable at all with that. Um, I'm not touching him in fantasy. Even in two cubic leagues. I, I mean, if you have to, I guess, because I mean it's, it's a QB, so you want to start a QB if possible in your super flex spot. But if I can avoid it, I am avoiding it. Um, as far as the rest, uh, for the starts, 
Logan Thomas, he only ha- um, had three targets, but he did catch all of them for 30 yards and a touchdown. Um, they only threw the ball 21 times, so it wasn't really like a big piece of the pie really for him to have. So um, I think I'm cool with starting him. Uh, Giants also gave up a nice game to Noah Fant last year. So um, I think he's like a, a, a top 10 tight end. I think I'm safe starting him there. Galladay, more like a wide receiver three. He looked better than expected in his first game um, with the Giants. He was second on the team in routes behind Shepard, and he did see uh, two end zone targets. So he didn't catch any on for a touchdown, but that's something good to see. Like, I want to see my receiver get targeted in the end zone because it's the best chance for a touchdown. So as as that chemistry picks up, I think Galladay will get better and better. But for now, I think I'm cool with him as a, a wide receiver three. He'll also be going against William Jackson, graded out as a 58 last week by PFF. Um, so Shepard, I think he is a start. Um, I think he's 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 the guy out there for now until Kenny G gets you know up to speed. Um, you know, he has that connection with Daniel Jones, so I guess it shouldn't be too surprising. Um, but yeah, so he was the number one out there. He was targeted on 22% of his routes and had a 2.83 yards per route run, which is 13th bets last week. You go ahead. My money was on Darius Slayton for some reason. I just always thought it, you know, he led, but I guess he was the only one healthy he played the whole year. So I just thought, yeah, he's more like the big play guy, too, though. Right, right. Yeah. I just liked him at his ADP. He was so late. Yeah. Shepard would have been a good play. Yeah. So you have the, you have the connection with Danny, Danny Dimes. um, And then he has also has a good matchup against Kyle Fuller, who allowed an 83% catch rate last week. So those are my like starts. Um, sits, I really only have one sit, and that's McKissick. Uh, we know that his receiving usage is, w- is what really gave him value last year, but he only saw one target last week. So mm. that's not – I mean, it is one week. It's not big enough sample size to really, you know, make a final judgment, but I'm going to go ahead and leave him on the bench until we, we see him more used in the passing game. Uh, fringe starters, we, we talked about this already. Barkley, of course, like if you uh, – unless you have, be- like, better options – you're going to go ahead and start him because he does have the upside to win your week in one play. But if you do have some of these fringe RB2s like the Tyson Williams and the uh, Elijah Mitchells, I wouldn't be opposed to starting him over that. Um, so he saw 13 opportunities for 27 yards last week. Um, that eased him in after that ACL injury. And I think he could see more of that same usage on a short week against the tough Washington defense. Also, road dogs in a low projected scoring game. I think it was, what did you say, 40 and a half? So, not a lot of points to be scored. So, um, of course, I'm not going to say just, just to sit him, but if you're starting him, you have to temper expectations on him. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones is another fringe starter for me. Um, Superflex, I'm following him as a QB2. Um, his rushing touchdown saved the day. And that's, you know, he, he's, he, he can do that. He can get, um, get you points for, with his legs. So, I think he'll need to do uh, it again. I like that. Yeah, so uh, Daniel Jones, French, French starter in uh, Superflex leagues. Scary okay. Terry is listed at a seventy-one and a half point um, yards. Uh, are you leaning the over or under? I'm going under seventy-one and a half. Yeah, that's a lot of yards, especially with Heineke out there. Yeah, I think I would go under too. I haven't really looked at like betting lines yet, but just off off top of my head, I would go under. I feel like that's an easy play. Uh, anything else from that game? 
Uh, I wanted to mention Antonio Gibson about his two fumbles last week. So that's something just to be on the radar for. So uh, I know you mentioned J.D. McKissick. Um, If he keeps with these fumbles, that could be something to be uh, watchful for. On to the next game. We got the Saints three and a half point favorites at the Panthers with an over under. But 44 points, we saw Jameis Winston come out there, throw for 148 yards and five touchdowns last week. Javar, how do you feel about Jameis this week? I told y'all once he was able to see, he was going to come out here, he was going to be a brand-new quarterback, and look what happened. Well, uh, you know, Jameis was on fire last week. Some of that should roll over to this week with some touchdown regression. The Panthers defense posted the 10th worth pass defense last season. And uh, uh, they gave it to us most fantasy points to quarterbacks um, last year as well, meaning Winston is in line for another decent game. Mm-hmm. And you can start Winston wherever you have him. Uh, Kamara, he's a stud. You can start him. Tony Jones got um, – Oh, really? I can? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tony Jones got um, a decent amount of work last week in the blowout. He's more of a handcuff and not worth starting but monitoring at the moment. Because uh, they do seem like a team that want to run the football a lot, like Coach Payton mentioned in the offseason. Um, wide receivers, they are going up against a defense that gave up eight yards per target in 2020. And Winston is spreading the ball around. He had eight different receivers slacks. Sweet. I'm kind of worried about Callaway, but some more usage should come up this week. I don't mind you starting him, but you start him in the flex. Right now, I'm looking at Callaway as more as a boom or bust. Really, all the receivers and tight end, I'm looking at them as boom or bust right now uh, for the Saints. Um, and so I said that about tight end. Troutman and Juwan Johnson split time at tight end. Troutman was targeted six times. Johnson was targeted three times, but two, two of those targets were touchdowns. I would sit both and wait to see it out. It's just like booming bust on that offense, except for Jameis Winston and Kamara. You got some else? Uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. It was it just I wasn't think- enough targets last week for us to like make a, 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 a accurate depiction of what we we're actually going to see going forward. And I think Los mentioned it last, uh, or somewhere he mentioned it that how efficient like what did you say and he was the first quarterback to throw for less than 150 yards with five touchdowns yeah i got that from somebody on twitter i forgot who it was but that's a yeah, lot of touchdown um, deodorant exactly um the good thing though about winston is he did have four end zone throws so as long as he's still taking shots to the end zone then i, I don't think he, even with the touchdown regression i still think he'll be fine because he has a chance a great chance at a touchdown as long as he's doing that Russell guys like Russell Wilson, they're always near the top in the end zone throws, and we see what he does with that. So um, I'm still following him, just you know, can't expect five touchdowns every week. Um, mm-hmm. as far as the tight ends go, they didn't split time. Tra- uh Troutman ran way more routes than Johnson. He was on the field way more than him. Um, Johnson got the two touchdowns, and that's what you know people want to look at, but you have to look at the guy that's on the field more. So I think uh as he's on the field more, the, the targets and the, the points will come. I, I'm not starting any of them, but I just want to like let people know that Jawan Johnson like wasn't on the field like that. So you're not going to be able to just come in and get a couple snaps and get two touchdowns every week. So definitely want to pop the brakes on Jawan Johnson. 
On the other side of the ball, we got Sam Darnold threw for 279 yards, 35 attempts, and a touchdown last week. Uh, had a 78% adjusted completion rate. Um, he was the eighth graded passing uh, quarterback, according to PFL. <laughs> look good, boy. They did. Got <laughs> uh, games, bro. <laughs> He's so bad. He pulled up, but he but he he got to pull up and see the Saints though, and uh, you know they dominated last week. They made a team that we all that me and Lowe's we we said they was gonna go to the Super Bowl. Now I think I should have picked the Cardinals for sure, but uh, yeah. they came, huh? The Bucks? You mean the Bucks? No, I meant the, the Cardinals. 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 Oh, really? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm switching Ooh. my pick. So if you gonna let me, I'll switch my pick to the Cardinals right now. Nah, um, nope. Right, <laughs> um. But yeah, so but I, I'm sitting Sam Donald this week. Bro. How you how you feel about Sam Donald? Yeah, yeah. Everything you mentioned, I'm feeling that was the third best pass defense in 2020. So yeah, he's definitely a sit. Uh, CMC he damn near had 200 all-purpose yards last last week. He's a start with no touchdowns. Imagine if he would have had a touchdown; that would have been crazy. Uh, but Robbie Number Anderson running back, no touchdowns, no That's touchdowns. Crazy. It wasn't a lot of competition though this week, but that's nothing you know there. It was, it was like preseason. I mean, it was competition, but it was like preseason week one. It was so gross out there. Like Mike Evans and Julio Jones combined for nine points. Still, <laughs> that's that crazy. Was, that was um, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, DJ Moore and Terrence both out targeted Robbie, but Robbie did score the touchdown. Uh, that was his only catch for 57 yards. It was a big play. Uh, DJ Moore did um, have the better matchup last week against the undrafted rookie. Uh, Paulison Adebo and Brandy Roby are expected to cover the outsides now. Adebo is a part of the interim crew now that uh, Marshawn Lattimore is out. So, um, DJ Moore and Robbie Addison could see a, a better matchup this week. Um, Terrence Mitchell, I still don't think this. Uh, Terrence Marshall, I still don't think this is a week for him. He's going up against uh, Gardner Johnson, who's one of the better slot corners in the league. So I think you just wait, wait it out for him again. But I think you could start Robbie and DJ Moore um, this week. I feel like they both have favorable matchups, and I feel like they'll have to throw the ball a lot. Cool with DJ Moore. Right. right. I'm not cool, cool with, with Robbie. Yeah, I'm worried about Robbie. If you get, I think you he just had him. the bad. I think he just had the, the 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 matchup was better for DJ Moore last week. Me personally, Marshall. They look like they Marshall got a couple red zone targets, and you know he led them in targets. And your rookie Brad might be. I don't DJ know, Moore bro. Led in targets. I mean, so, I mean, I mean, he was second in targets. My yeah. bad, Marshall was. So I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of worried. Um, I don't like him nothing. Uh, higher than a flex play, Robbie Anderson. But if you can sit him for somebody else, you know, Mike Williams, Antonio Brown, you know, somebody, you know, something like that. But yeah. Yeah, I'm worried about it because so he ran one less route than DJ Moore, but he was targeted on only 9% of his routes, bro. That is very alarming. Um, This is a guy that had connection with Darnold coming into the year. And it just he it just wasn't there. Like he got is that not indicative to the matchup though? Not I mean a matchup has something to do with it, but I don't think he just was shut down to the point where he only saw a target on nine percent. Like a guy Terrence Marshall was that much was his I mean he's a rookie, bro. He he saw a target on twenty percent of his route. So I, I mean if it if it doesn't happen this next week, then maybe you know we'll just we'll just chalk it up to a bad matchup. But if this continues, then I think he might just be the odd man out, bro. Like it's nine percent of his routes is pretty bad. So, and it's not like he was just on one side of the field. Like he saw the matchup that Moore saw too. 
Moore probably saw more than him, but I think they both saw their mixture of these cornerbacks. There wasn't no shadow situation out there. So, uh, like Javar right, always so. says, man, you got to follow the money, and they just paid him. So I don't think they'll write him out the script that fast. Um, any tight ends? I said no to the Panthers tight ends. They had like four targets combined, but it was gross out there. Um, let's uh, before we move on, let's let's talk about some names that you would uh, start over him or not over who? Devontae Smith or Robbie Anderson? Smith. Devontae Smith. Corey Davis or Robbie Anderson? Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Um, DJ Chark or Robbie Anderson? Shark. Mm, he had like thirteen targets or something. Shark because yeah, Shark, yeah. Um, one more. These are all wide receiver ones, though. You know what I mean? I'm not starting. You know, not wide receiver ones in fantasy. I'm saying that wide receiver ones on their team. I still think these are all guys we have around, ranked around. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Robbie Anderson, though. It's true. Um, Robert Woods, Robert Woods, or Robbie Anderson. Robert Woods. Even after his four, after his four targets, he would have better quarterback in the system. You know, it's just the game we play. How's we gonna get started? Because I feel like Sam Donald. He also got is, targeted more than than Robbie Anderson did. He only <laughs> like, had four targets. I, how much did uh Robbie have? Like three, uh, I think. Yeah, three in one catch. <laughs> one more. Th- ah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, you got anything else though? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, on to the next game. We got the Bengals at the two and a half point favorite. Bears, the over-under, 45 points. Uh, a lot of big stories around this week. Um, we had Joe Mixon breaking out. Uh, not breaking out, but just welcoming himself back to the party. Uh, we had uh, Jamar Chase catching balls. You know, Paul. can't catch. Yeah, that was right. crazy. I think that was a troll that he came out and said that he couldn't see the ball. That was wild. Remember I said that shit, too, how it reminds me a lot of Justin Jefferson last year when they said he would be losing snap to whoever that dude was out there, like, Come on, bro. Mm-hmm. You know this dude wasn't gonna be losing those snaps to all in freaking tape, bro. And not a not a, not a lot of people. I faded him last week, so I think he's Me safe too. to start. I think he's safe to start this week. Um, who I wanted to talk about was Tyler Boyd. Are you scared of Tyler Boyd um, going forward? Yeah, I think Boyd he might be the other man out. Tyler Boyd or Robbie Anderson? Oh, yeah. I see. That's hard. That's I'm Tyler Boyd. Tyler yeah, Boyd. I'm the matchup is 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 better. I don't even know if the matchup is much better. It's it's really a toss up. It's ugly. Yeah, they both gross. I think I would yeah. like just take a zero. Um, <laughs> is Tyson Williams is Tyson Williams available? No, he's not. <laughs> At all? But so how, are you scared off? So 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 I guess we're all scared off of Tyler Boyd right now. Yeah, because he I mean he was clearly the third in line. Chase ran 30 routes, Higgins and Boyd both ran 27, but Higgins was targeted on 19% of his routes compared to just 15 for Boyd. Um, so I think definitely think Chase is the man, and I would go Higgins over Boyd just because he has the higher upside. He has the higher touchdown upside. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's definitely Chase, Higgins, and Boyd for me. You know what I'm saying, Trap? Um, yeah. Last uh, last week, you know, say I think I think Andy Dalton didn't play too terrible. I think he just ran up against a really good defense, um, the Los Angeles Rams. And I, I don't. So it's either in between the Rams and the um, the the I think the Cardinals. Rams and the Cardinals. But I think those are two, the two of the best teams in the NFC. Hold on, we got a question. Um, Josh Allen against Miami or Dak against the Chargers. Ooh. 
Damn, how do you, you have both of them on your guys? team? How do you have both of them? <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's what I was thinking. I was like, what, is, what league is Jesus this? Like, Christ, man. Close your eyes and pick one, bro. Right. It don't matter. Look at, I, we got to look at the rankings. We got to look at the rankings for this. I'd probably, probably just go Dak, bro. Nah, I, I, I think still I got Josh Allen. Like Josh Allen. Four, but I go Josh Allen. It's hard. I, I like that. And they just look on fire and they just look like they're gonna pass a lot. Even I think Josh Allen, Josh Allen didn't look too convincing last week, but it could have been like I said a mug right. again because it looked like a lot of they gotta run the ball on. more, bro. They literally yeah. have to run the ball more. And they Dak, cannot do this shit no more, bro. They can't just Dak pass the ball like, again. Dak looked like the man against the top defense last year. Exactly. So that's why I like Dak over Josh Allen right now. So Dynasty yeah, League, I drafted I drafted Josh to see. Yeah, that's a good damn, that's a great pick. Drafted oh, gotcha. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm gonna that's, go Dak. I've just seen, I just seen Dak almost throw 500 yards. So I'm not really. I think Dak is a lot. I need y'all to reflect I what y'all rankings be saying, though, bro. Exactly. Y'all don't have Dak no. ranked higher. I said I'm gonna adjust <laughs> it. Right, yeah. Damn. Anyway, yeah, back to um. Back to uh, so Bears we, and Bengals. So we on board with everything for the Bengals. So we're on to the other side of the ball. So I think Andy Dalton didn't play horrible, man. I think he just ran up against those Rams, and the Rams looked very good on defense last week. I'm still not feeling comfortable starting him against another not good uh, against another good defense in the Bengals. Um, but how do y'all feel about Allen Robinson, man? He was another. But I feel like we all we all expected him to be disappointing uh, going against Jalen Ramsey for most of the week. But how do you feel about Allen Robinson this week? Uh, I, I like him this week. You know, yeah, right out there this week. Still got the volume last week, but like we said, mm-hmm. it was a tough matchup. So we was already tempering expectations with that. Way better matchup this week. So I'm um, starting with confidence. Uh, I was happy to see David Montgomery come out there and put up a hundred yard performance with a touchdown. Still only got one target out of the backfield. That looked was- great though. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. And now he looked great for the first half because they he only had because they didn't stop they didn't run he had a hundred yards at halftime so he had eight yards after that exactly and it was a pretty much a negative game script all game for him bro so for yeah. him to still produce like that is is very good to see in a tough matchup was great to see for him bro um David Montgomery's finally coming around man he's he's legit Darnell Mooney are we talking this up to the Rams also Javon, uh, he he has seven targets um and caught five um twenty six yards. Yards per catch was five yards. So I don't know if they running short routes because of the Rams or they running short routes because of Andy Dalton. So it's something to look into in the in the next game. But uh I, I feel confident to start him in the flex with a nicer matchup and seven targets. You know what I'm saying? He made he was the leader last year, making people miss. So uh with seven targets, he could definitely make some shake. I like Darren Ann Mooney in the flex. I kind of like – I would start, if I had to, just off the Bears, besides um, Allen Robinson, I like Cole Komet over uh, Daryl Mooney. I think his his seven targets are a little bit more valuable, and I think it would just be uh, – he's a nice tight end play. Um, mm-hmm. Tim Patrick or Darnell Mooney? Who? Say it again. Tim Patrick or Darnell Mooney? Tim Patrick. I'm probably go – yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Darnell Mooney. Yeah, I would probably go Mooney too. Because he, he actually ran more routes than um, Allen Robinson last week. It was only two more, but it was, just, it was good to see him out there pretty much every play. So uh, as long as that trend continues, I think he'll have his weeks. Um, anything else for the Bears? Nah, it seemed like that. That was pretty much it. Uh, on to the next game. Uh, do y'all want to talk about Damon Williams? Mm, not really. 
cool. On to the next game, man. Surprising team last week for me, the Houston Texans at the 12 and a half point over. I mean, 12 and a half point favorite Browns. I didn't get an over under for this. Um, 48. 48. That is that is a too high. Do you think 12 and a half points is too high? Especially after what they just did, um, you know what I mean? A lot of people, just they, of course it was the Jaguars, Jaguars. But I'm saying, but they, they still looked at competent, you know what I'm saying? More competent than what I thought they would look, especially Tyrod Taylor, you know what I mean? I think a lot of people slept on Tyrod Taylor. Shit, I took Houston in the points, bro. I, mean, I knew they were going to what they had, bro. No, because, I mean, it was a rookie quarterback with a, a, a co- coach coming from college who looked like he didn't have a clue what to do out there, bro. It was so many freaking bunch formations where he was out there running like he was in college still, bro. So yeah. it's really not that surprising. I definitely think that it's going to be way tougher for them. 12 and a half might be high. Like if I was betting this game, I probably would lean towards Houston to get them 12 and a half points, but it, it, it's definitely not going. I, I definitely think they are not as good as we saw last week against the Jags. Uh, how do you feel about Tyrod Taylor this week? Uh, 291 yards, uh, two touchdowns, finished QB 11 on the week last uh, uh, last week. Do you think he's a viable starting option? Or was it just and, a, uh, a flash in the super, In super flex leagues, I'm okay with it. I think the game uh-huh. script sets up pretty nice for them to throw a bunch since, like we said, they're 12.5-point underdogs. Um, I'm not focusing too much on his passing stats. He did look good, but, I mean, like we said, it was the Jags. But he also had 40 rush yards, so – um, mm-hmm. he's going to give you that baseline with his rush yards. We know we love quarterbacks who rush the ball like that. So, um, as long as he does that, I think he should have a decent floor. So I'm cool with him as a QB too. Mark Ingram came out there and got the touchdown last week for the Texans. Is he the running back that you want out of that backfield now? Was it last week enough for you? Uh, he, he did, but and I'm, of course he, he should be rostered in fantasy, but the thing with him is he was used as primarily the early down back. So I think that should let us know when we can use him. Like, and I don't think they're going to be, you know, in a lot of games this year like that. So with them such heavy underdogs, I think I'm going to go ahead and sit him since he's, I don't think he was even out there on the passing down. So um, I definitely think he's a sit and I would actually start David Johnson. He played all of the, well, it was him and Rex Burkhead that played all of the uh, snaps. Um, So I think when Ingram is a sit, I think I'm cool with uh, DJ as a flex option. And uh, so yeah, so that's how. Hey, you heard it uh, here first, folks. I'm not starting DJ. Um, oh no, 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 no. He's a he's a fringe starter. I mean, if you need a uh, baseline and your flex, I think he he should have a nice uh, safe. He only had seven touches against the sorry Jaguars team because they were blowing them the fuck out. I just said he just he he's a third down, early down no, back, but they're heavy underdogs. The passing down back is probably going to be in there more. So in games with are heavy underdogs, I will feel more comfortable starting DJ. Over England. you didn't hear that part game. <laughs> I don't like yeah, it. It is what it is. <laughs> Brandon Cooks, how you feel about Brandon Cook? Start. He's yeah, start uh, he's he's the wide receiver one on the offense, like we all knew, targeting on 20% of his routes, 3.77 yards per route run. So he was very efficient out there. Matchup isn't the greatest, but Heavy underdogs, they're going to throw a lot, and uh, I think the volume should keep them in that wide receiver two range. 132 yards, uh, no touchdowns. So if he would have had a touchdown, he would have went bonkers. Um, yeah, I, I don't, that's all I see. Uh, Jordan Atkins' play was a bust last week. He only had two targets, um, but that could have been because they were blowing them out. 
Huh? He's dying again. You put two hundred. No. You put a two hundred and seven though with a zero. That was, that was exactly talk that talk. Um, on the other side of the ball, we got the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield came out there. I think he impressed, man. I don't know about fantasy wise, but I liked him. Uh, I liked the Browns versus the. That was a great game. How do you feel about Baker going up against this Houston uh, defense? First of all, I want to say how demoralizing it must have been, like because you know. They even oh, lost man. to Kansas City in the playoffs last year. So they had man. that taste in their mouth all offseason, bro. The game plan to perfection against these motherfuckers, bro. Gave it mm-hmm. their best shot, bro, and still lost, bro. The fucking like, punter, bro. Everybody look on the road, bro. Did that you see the punter? He he but he butched he 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 Somebody missed the fucking snap. Yeah. Yeah, Why that, he ain't try to kick it? He ain't try to do nothing. He ain't try to kick. He just tried to run. Fuck that shit. I can get it. <laughs> you, you, know, you know how I get flushed in war zone real quick, where it's like just three people on me and nowhere yeah, to go. Go out shooting, motherfucker. That's how it was. I felt it. So I felt uh, how yeah. it was at that play. Like ah, they coming for me. What? Like bro, yeah. just kick it real quick. Kick it. Yeah, but in cool. terms of uh, Baker, man, I think I, I agree with you. He was very efficient last week, but. The problem with him is what it's always been. He has um, his lack of rushing upside on a run first team. So when he doesn't give you a touchdown, I don't think he threw a touchdown pass last week. Um, he'll no. get you twelve points like he did last week. So um, I'm I'm not I'm not going to start him, man. I just don't, and I definitely I don't see them needing much from him this week. I think it's going to be a chub and a hunt game. So not expected to throw that much. He's not going to rush the ball. Yeah, I'm cool with Baker this week. Uh, so, of course, you're on the Chubb and Hunt. You already mentioned them. How do you feel about Jarvis Landry, especially now that OBJ is uh, definitely out on Sunday? How do you feel about OBJ going for are, are, like, uh, is it? Like, is it early enough? Is it too early to talk about dropping him? Uh, yeah, because you really didn't. Uh, if you drop him, he's going to get picked up. For right. sure. I mean, it, it, By me. I mean, he's like a game time decision almost every week. So I guess he's close to being being out there but yeah I'm, I'm not dropping him just yet hopefully you have an ir spot which i feel like every league should have at least one ir spot so hopefully you have that and you can sit him or put him on the ir or whatever but mm-hmm. yeah i'm not dropping him just yet Landry though um i think he's a solid wide receiver too this week he caught off five of his targets for 71 yards and he added a rushing score um his primary matchup will be in a slot against desmond king who is Graded out as a 56 last week and allowed an 88% catch rate last week. So um, he might not see a lot of volume again, but he is the number one out there. And I think he's going to be efficient as he usually is. And he should give you a nice baseline. Um, A nice sleeper play. Maybe you don't want to start him this week, but just somebody to keep on your watch list is Anthony Swartz. Because if, mm-hmm. if OBJ doesn't, you know, if he, if he doesn't come back anytime soon, Anthony Swartz would uh, be the next guy up. He was dirt on the team and routes ran, but he was targeted on 29% of those routes. So mm-hmm. when he's on the field, he is being targeted. Uh, of course, that's going to be volatile till we see him run more routes. Um, but I definitely think he should be on your watch list. And even this week, like if you need a ceiling play, maybe a deep league desperation flex play because the cornerbacks, Hargra- Hargraves and Mitchell, um, they played okay. They didn't allow more than a 50 55% catch rate. But they both ran a four six or slower, and Anthony Swartz is like a speedy receiver, so I could definitely see him getting behind the defense for like a long pass or a long touchdown. So, um, just keep your eye on him, and not uh, touching the, the tight ends. Nope. Yep. 
Uh, on to the next game. We got the Rams, four-point favorites at the Colts, uh, 47 and a half point over under. Matt Stafford came out and just went crazy. <clears throat> Finished as a QB, nine, 321 yards, three touchdowns last week. Uh, Javar, of course, I'm starting. Um, uh, Matt Stafford, I feel like everybody else is. But how do you feel about the running back situation? Uh, the running back situation is uh, pretty much it is what it is for this. It should be the same for this week. Sona should get worked in a little bit more. But I feel fine as Henderson as a running back, too, as where well. everybody should have him and fire him up there this week. Um, without Sony up to speed, like I mentioned, Henderson should dominate the backfield and put up decent numbers against a great Bears defense. Therefore, I'm not that really worried about him. Um, Carson put up 117 total yards against him, against the Bears last week. So I feel fine with Henderson there. And then that top offense, he should get a little touchdown uh, deodorant or opportunities at a touchdown. So uh, I, I like Henderson as a good play for like two, three more weeks. About week four or five, Sony should be up to speed. Uh, the wide receivers um... – so, of course, we already mentioned a little bit about Robert Woods, so we'll talk about Cooper Cup, man. He went crazy, seven catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown, um, four red zone targets. Nobody, no other wide receiver on the team had a red zone target. Uh, running 70% of his snaps from the slot, he should see more, who's great at a 56 by PFF. He gave up a 100% catch rate uh, only on two routes. Uh targeted but he got catches on both of them um i just think the connection with cooper cup and matt stafford is good but robert Woods scared me a little bit with the four targets um he'd be matched up against uh rock yasin who is the harder matchup between the two how do you feel about robert woods yeah that was it was it did raise, raise some flags for him um i'll let jabari take that i'll let jabari take it <laughs> uh i was just yeah i was about to say it raised some flags like you mentioned uh he was only um, he, he was on target at 15%, uh, the target share versus cup and he's not really good. He's getting the worst matchup of the two. Um, so it's, it's something to worry about just, but, uh, the matchup should ease up and Robert Wood should come back to wide receiver two land. But uh, for this week, I would be worried having more as a wide receiver three or flex play. But, uh, if you got him, um, you're, you're playing them and uh, just hoping to see a trend because Higby got more targets than him. So you're hoping to see a trend that maybe it was a matchup play. And a lot of people was wrong. Everybody was saying it was going to be Robert Woods here. And look, <laughs> Cup came out. Always Cooper Cup. Cup came oh, out. Yeah he, looked, yeah, he looked real good out there. And they, they I guess they, uh, they work together a lot during the offseason. Like they have like that. that I feel like they say that about all the quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, man. They come into the office at 6 a.m. with me, man. We just throw balls at 6 a.m. and we just eat coffee and well, right, I mean, well, drink Robert coffee. Was like, nah, bro, I'll be there. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would be like, bro, I was there too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was right there with him, bro. We came in at the same time, bro. Nah, bro. You didn't get 100 yards. Nah, bro. I was there, bro. You don't remember I gave you the dollar? You didn't have a dollar? They were, um, <laughs> Stupid. Van Jefferson had two catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I still think it's too early to play him, even though that was a good sighting to see Van Jefferson out there. I know my man Portman been waiting on that. Uh, Tyler Higby, Jabari, you mentioned him. I think he's a great play this week. Uh, Dennis, uh, Darius Leonard, uh, 43 ranked linebacker in coverage last week. He gave up three catches on three targets, 
uh, with a touchdown. Um, Tyler Higby got six targets last week for 68 yards, and they got that red zone touchdown, uh, the only other red zone touchdown um, on the team that wasn't Cooper Cup. I think Hello, he's a Higby, great man. Not Higby. Higby yeah. Did he score? Yeah, a target, target, target. Oh, target, target. Okay. How about yeah. Sleeper on me some goddamn points. That's okay. I think uh, I think he's a great uh, tight end play this week. If you draft the tight end, I mean, drafted him as a late tight end, I think you got to steal. Bro, he yeah, played yeah, yeah. every single snap. <laughs> Start Tyler Higby, bro. This is this is what we wanted to see last year. We didn't see it. I think this is the year we he finally, you know, returns value. On the other side of the ball, we got Carson Wentz uh, last week coming in 251, uh, 251 yards, two touchdowns, 23 yards rushing. Um, He didn't do bad last week. They just got sacked a lot. He got sacked, what, like three times? Uh, that was like fourth. He did hold the ball a lot. He had the fourth highest average uh, time to throw, so it wasn't like he wasn't having time to throw. He just was holding on to the ball. Um, he was like, or his this is a, a five offensive line. Boy, I ain't never had it one time, boy. Let me, let me see who else open. <laughs> or his wide receivers wasn't getting... I was about getting, to say, that's the problem. Ain't nobody open. Or his wide wow, receivers wasn't getting joke, open. Was, I mean, that is true. But it's not going to get no easier this week. The Rams giving up only 188 yards to Andy Dalton last week. So I, I, I think Carson Wentz is going to be uh, not a good play this week. Hold on. We got a question. Agreed. I'm getting Adams. I'm giving up Cooper and Gordon. Is this redraft? I guess I'm guessing redraft. No. Got to be redraft. Devontae Adams? He's got to be Devontae Adams. I think I'm keeping Cooper, man. We we right. see Adams, I, I'm projecting him to be better than Cooper down like for the rest of the year. But Cooper, man, they're throwing the ball so much out there, and he looks like the wide receiver one, at least 1A at the least. So, uh, yeah, I would take uh, I would take Cooper and uh, Gordon, man. And just yeah, like ride, Cooper ride and it out. I've... Yeah. You need running backs, as many running backs you can get, and I don't think Cooper is uh, that big of a drop off from Adams. That's what I was about to say. How much? How many more points are you getting with Adams over Cooper? Healthy, of course. You know, exactly. can't predict injury. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I stay on the Cooper. I stick with Cooper if I have Cooper. Uh, but yeah, so Carson Wentz is a sit. Um, JT, twenty-three touches, one hundred and sixteen yards, no touchdown. Still finishes as a running back. 14. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, boy. How you gonna mention all that? And not mention my dog had seven targets, bro. Did he catch all of them too, or did he catch? He uh, I think he caught about five at least. I had to double check that. Six. He didn't but catch he, all of them. He had uh seven targets, bro. So that's encouraging to see. So he's not game script at all. He's gonna seven. get his he caught all but one. Six yeah. Right. Right. That <laughs> is great news, bro. He's that worth that uh awesome top news, pick for sure. Yes. So, um, my bad, my bad. You can go ahead. I just had to mention that he has seven targets. Uh, well, and he was third in perception of uh, running backs with 60 yards because that was my next thing to say. Um, the Bears <laughs> were able to run the ball for 100 yards against the Rams. Like I mentioned, it was only in the first half, though, so the, the Rams could be a, a formidable matchup, but the volume should be there enough for JT to get it. Um, he saw the eighth most um, – eight man boxes and he still put up 116 yards so that is also encouraging um so yeah Naheem Hines on the other hand he still figures to be a big part of the offense man he had 15 touches last week I still think Naheem Hines is, is in that RB4 tier where you can probably feel comfortable getting him in PPR leagues I, I, I feel yeah. I, yeah yeah uh well I, I think it might be a little bit higher because uh he led the team in targets it seemed like the offense is running through these running backs. I, I feel 
I feel like he's going to put up some decent running back three numbers. If he's getting six or seven targets per game, he's going to put up some running back three, even two games. So I feel a little bit higher on him if he's going to continue that. Don't give up Waller, bro. Don't give up Waller. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Not even. 19 targets? Nah. <laughs> it's not happening. Even when he was triple covered. Uh, nope. Doing him. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and, and some of the targets, uh, he was missed a lot. <laughs> so he could even have it even better. They're game. forcing him the ball, and I love it. <laughs> so I want to go ahead and plant my flag now and go ahead and do a little victory lap because uh, the next person I'm about to mention, I talked about him, and I told you if you if he was out on your waiver wire, you should probably start him I mean, and go get him. Uh, Zach Pascal, he did a Zach Pascal thing. He had four targets, caught all four, 32 yards, two touchdowns. It wasn't like right what I said, but he did what he did, what I said he was going to do. Um, three of those targets coming in the red zone. Um, it's not going to be an easy day going against that Ram secondary, so I wouldn't try him out <clears throat> this week. The Rams only gave up 125 yards passing total last week. Um, but yeah, last week was cool if you had him. Thanks. Um, Pittman also caught all three of his targets for 29 yards. I'm still not sold on him enough to start him. Um, Paris Campbell, I think he's droppable in redraft at this point, maybe, if you see something else you like. Yeah, probably. Only two targets. The Titans combined saw six targets. Um Doyle caught three of his for 21 yards. Um, the Rams did allow six receptions to the Bears tight ends last week and 68 yards, uh, basically just allowing all that underneath stuff, cutting off all the stuff up top. So I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable starting one of them, but if you had to stream tight ends, if you know, I'm just, just for the people that stream in tight ends that don't have a tight end every week, um, if you're chasing – nah, don't do it. 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 Y'all got anything else? Nope. Um, Remember on this team, the running backs got targeted the most, so running backs and tight ends can't, you know, get the same type targets. It's the Rams, though. Baby. Yeah, tags taught me that, man. Shout out to tags, man. Get well soon. Bro. Yeah, get well soon. On to the next game, we got Denver Broncos, uh, six points favorited at the Jags, over under fifty four and a half points. Teddy Bridgewater, um, last week, um. He was he finished 17th with 264 yards, two touchdowns. He did lose star running uh wide receiver Jerry Judy, however. Um, so do you feel comfortable starting uh Teddy Bridgewater in pretty much a comfortable matchup against uh, the Jags? The streamer league, yeah, yeah, for sure. Tyrod just went off, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, exactly. man, Teddy can do a little something, so yeah, yeah, for sure. He's a I nice QB2, QB2 in mm-hmm. the super flex. Um, the so we do we, we talked about the wide receivers already. So, do you feel comfortable starting Tim Patrick or Cortland Sutton? I pretty much think that's the question right now to ask. Uh, so Sutton as a wide receiver, three Patrick as a flex, and um, I'm 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 really uh got sky's limit for no offense right here. Um, he should get s- some more of those targets, and uh, he was looking good last week. So that's what I think um, gets a boost on this team. So uh, I'm looking forward to see how the targets get broken down this week. Any love for KJ uh, Hamler Lowe's? I, I like him too, but. Um, you said Lowe's. Your name Lowe's? Oh. No, just, <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, I, I wouldn't. He's he's third on in the pecking order as far as receivers go. So I'm not starting him yet. I think Tim Patrick fit, fits Teddy's style a little bit more. He's more of that route runner. 
like Judy was. So I think he fits uh, Teddy Bridgewater a little bit better than Hamler. Uh, I'm bruh, I'm more, I didn't watch that game all the way through, so I'm not totally sure what was going on with Cortland Sutton. I don't know what he what did he finish with. Do y'all know? Hold on. Because he finished with three, three targets, one, one. catches. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, yards. yeah. He, I mean, he he didn't look that good. He ran th- he ran the most routes on the team. Only targeted nine percent of those routes. Freaking point four two yards per route run, man. I guess he's still trying to get his legs up under him. So I guess we just got to wait and see. But I, I mean, I I think Tim Patrick might be the best play out of this wide receiver group right now, bro. Until I think we see more further notice. Yeah, but that's that's oh, that's crazy, bro. Point. I've never seen a yards per route run that low. So take that for uh, what you will. In the other what the fuck news on the other side of the ball, we had James. <laughs> we had James Robinson getting eight touches in the game all all game last week. He was targeted six times though. He only caught three of them, so I guess that was kind of like it was just the play calling was so terrible. Um, he ran the ball five times for 25 yards, and so he was averaging five yards a carry, so I don't understand why they would go away from running the ball. But how are, alarmed are you on James Robinson going forward this year? Very alarmed. Very alarmed. Carlos Hyde, he's a thorn, bro. Like we, I think we mentioned this during the offseason, yeah. just about like, of course, James Robinson is the starter, but he, Carlos Hyde is better than – all those backups they had back there combined, plus it's a new regime. So it's gross, bro. I I mean, he you still starting him, but he's more like a flex play right now until further notice. On the other side of the ball, we didn't mention Melvin Gordon, man. Melvin Gordon, I don't know if you saw that touchdown run. Melvin Gordon had Melvin Gordon looked pretty good, man. Um I, I mentioned true split yeah. though. True split as far as the backfield goes. So I think as as the season goes on, then you'll start seeing Javante chip away more and more. Uh because Javante didn't look horrible. Um and and Melvin Gordon didn't look great. He had that that seventy yard run, but he got the targets he, out the backfield. Yeah. Also, like I said, he would. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, he he might be the guy to own for now, but I just think as we get further into the season, Javante is just going to keep. I, I, I think they're both right. flex plays. Yeah, right now. Um, like Javar mentioned, DJ Shark had twelve targets, only caught three of them. Uh, that's a pretty gross stat line. He did have eighty-six yards, however, and a touchdown. Um, so the the numbers, you know, followed up. So I, I mean, what regression? I think you got to follow the volume right there. If he's getting twelve targets, uh, I don't see any way you can't have it in your lineup. Um, Lavisca Chanot, he did see his nine. Also, he caught seven of them for fifty yards. He didn't get into the end zone. He did have one carry. So I think Lavisca Chanot, um. He's probably still right around that wide receiver three fringe range where he's trying to get into that wide receiver two bracket. So I think you can feel comfortable still starting him. Uh, Marvin Jones, however, had nine targets also. I don't know, man. I don't know how many targets are – like, is this a feasible thing? So is this going to be the wide receivers show and no James Robinson because that's what it's looking like? Or do you think – I think you can start everybody on that team in the flex. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) they probably put him in. Three wide receiver, three, but everybody else in flex. Or Marvin Jones at a three. Yeah, and they, they had to throw the ball a lot because, you remember, they were getting crushed by Houston last week. So they had to throw the ball a lot. I mean, it could be a lot more of that type of game script this year. So I think, uh, yeah, I think they're all three flex plays, man. They, they're they going to see the volume, and they don't use tight ends like that. So I think it's pretty narrow route tree. Uh, they did. They actually did target the tight end eight times last week, James. Oh, Oshin. wow. 
<laughs> yeah, Jason Schitzky, he caught eight, uh, six of his eight targets for 48 yards. He didn't get in the touchdown. So that was pretty good, too, James Oshitsky. So Oshitsky. I feel like, oh, Shitsky. I mean, if he – Eight targets. Look at that. You got oh shit. I feel like we might want to go look out for him. <laughs> man. <laughs> you see, I'm quick. Ah, good one, good one. Um, well, I'm gonna pick yeah. them up already. Damn it, I should have waited. Um, any other any other people y'all want to mention? No, because it. How about uh, Lawrence? Are we starting Lawrence? Uh, dude. I don't know. And That's one QB league question. is definitely not, especially, and I know how Jabbar, we mentioned how where you drafted him at. Uh, you want to start him, but. You got to. He, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, not in one quarterback, one league, you should have opportunity to start another quarterback. Quarterback, two leagues, you basically have no choice but to start him. Trevor Lawrence or Teddy Bridgewater? Same Teddy I'm Bridgewater. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm streaming Teddy. He looked lost out there at times. He threw three t- interceptions. Like as at one point, he threw an interception like he was throwing it to his teammate. I was like, bro, this can't be this. Yeah, this cannot be the same Trevor Lawrence <laughs> that I was in. Yeah, you so. just gotta get up to speed. Like these guys can move. I can yeah, use to- <laughs> these guys are fast. Yeah, right. yeah. I used to throw it three feet away from a defender, and I can get it through. Now, <laughs> it's, you know, it's so saying? funny. It happens every year, bro. Like that. that- that first game, that college superstar quarterback comes in and gets that first start, bro, and it's just like they look totally different than they did in college. It's expected, but it's just funny to see. At least he see ghosts. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, he he looked like he could um, come up to speed, but yeah, it's a, it's definitely. a wait. It's a wait for me. Um, on to the next game, we got the Bills three and a half point favorite at the Dolphins. Um, you got an over under? I didn't get that one. Forty seven and a half. Last time I checked. 47 and a half point over under. We got uh Tua Tugabaloa coming out there. He only threw for 202 yards, right? 202 mm-hmm. yards last week. Uh, it was against the Patriots, however, um, it wasn't explosive. He didn't do any rushing, any rather either. Uh, so how do you feel about Tua going for? I know he was one of your sleepers, Los. Yeah, he had a rushing touchdown. He didn't have like yards like that, but he yeah. did have a rushing touchdown, so that was good to see. Um so, but I'm still trying to find other options this week if I can. Um, he was 31st last week in adjusted completion percentage and had a 55 passing grade from PFF. So, um, of course, like you said, it was a tough matchup. So, I still want to wait and see with him. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to see him this week. That adjusted completion was second to last, too. I don't know if it exactly. well, I guess I guess if people knew how I many teams they kind of probably did the math. When I watch when I watched the game, it didn't he didn't. It didn't look like he was bad. having a bad game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think it was it was super conservative against a, a tough uh, New England team. Um, the running back situation. Are we chalking that up to the New England team also? Uh, well, Gaskin was the best running back out there, but. It, all three played. He uh, he saw 29 snaps compared to 27 for Brown and Ahmed combined. Um, but in terms of like like efficiency, he was fourth. Gaskin was fourth in breakaway percentage, tenth in yards of the contact. I mean, thir- he was tied for 13th in three uh, with three missed tackles for us. But he only saw 53 percent of the target or the carries. So with it being like a true committee out there, I think that he's nothing more than a flex play until then. Um, hopefully either Ahmed or Brown goes away, but until that happens, I think uh, just got to start him as a flex play. Nothing more than that. Any other wide receivers you trust in? Ooh, now that is tough, man. Um, 
because you know we have Will Fuller coming back from suspension this week. Yep. I I'm trying to I got him down as fringe starts because like if you have to start one, I'm cool with like either one that you have in the flex. Um but we need to I kind of need to see how the target distribution is gonna play out. Like who it's gonna be an odd man out like Boyd is and, and since he um it's gonna be an odd man out. So we, we need to see who that guy is. Until then, I think I'm going to I'm cool with starting them as flex plays. Um the matchup isn't the best this week either. All three starting cornerbacks for the uh Bills allowed no greater than a 60% catch rate last week. So if you need to start them, start them as a flex play, but temper expectation and kind of just wait and see who's who's the guy out there. Who's Go ahead there? and rank them. Who you starting? Rank, rank them. That's hard, bro. That's hard. I think I would go. I probably go Fuller. Yeah, Parker Waddle. Yeah, I like that. I would I would I would go Waddle though if I'm chasing points or something. He showed a lot of big play upside. I do think Waddle it could be a real thing. You know who is not the real thing? Henry Ruggs. We don't have that game this this episode, but when we get to it, he is boo boo. Um, y'all got anything else from that game? Brian, are we, are we done? We need to do talk about the Bills yet. Mike Gesicki. No, don't start him. Drop him. I don't know. 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 You got Patriots. The Patriots. The Patriots are pretty good. One more week. You got one more week. No, it ain't (laughs) about the Patriots. It ain't about the Patriots, bro. He was only used as a receiver in that offense. So whenever they had were in uh, base formation, bro, he was not the tight end out there. It was it was freaking Smythe and Hunter Long, and a lot of two tight. Even in two tight end sets, bro, he was not out there, bro. So he's the I don't know why they don't like. But him. he was the receiving blocker. tight end. He was, he was out there when on, he was on some plays, but it was a lot of plays where Smythe and Hunter Long were the receiving tight ends out there. Like they ran routes okay. just like he did, bro. I just think, but they they line up as tight end as well as receivers. But Gesicki only lined up as a receiver, bro. It was it was so weird to see, bro. Only time that he he saw a, a actual. Uh, snap as a true tight end was when they had like a hurry up offense, and I think they were just trying to like run, run clock or some shit, bro. So yeah, I'm I'm off of Gasicki this year, bro. Like he he got one more week, and he's a drop candidate in redraft, bro. We definitely got to address these drop candidates coming up, probably like week four. I think week four is a good parameter on when to drop a, a player. Yeah, unless you unless you direly need somebody like a Elijah uh, Mitchell pops up, and you just have to have him because you don't have them in your running back, something like that, but. I wouldn't pan, I would I don't push the panic button until week four. Right. Uh on the other side of the ball, we got the great white hope uh in a pretty disappointing. But I, I, I said we we said that he was gonna have, you know what I'm saying, a temporary expectation type of game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um he's coming up against the uh Patriots. How do you feel about Josh Allen against the Patriots? I know we just said we'll start Dak over him, but I think he's a pretty confident star. I think people should like chill. They didn't even rush the ball, and that's the big thing. Josh know, Allen think. against the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. You starting Josh Allen. I mean, you starting him, but how do you feel like just going forward? Do you feel like. um, I mean, it was a little concerning, but I just think it was because the Steelers game plan was great against that. They knew that they were just going to pass the ball out here and they have the corners to to limit that if they know that's what's coming. So hopefully they uh, switch up. They've been pretty good at, at. uh, you know, adjusting. So hopefully they adjust to that and they mix up some runs. Steelers, know, run Steelers and Bills games have been like that, like the last couple of years. It's been some close ones and, you know, where they had to gut it out. So I wasn't surprised at all 
at anything going on in that game. Uh, moving forward, I, I think Josh Allen is still a great player every week. Uh, yeah. What in the Zach Moss happened? Zach Moss was uh, named inactive like a little bit before the week one start. So that was pretty weird. I wasn't expecting that. So with Devin Singletary starting, he only rushed the ball 11 times for 72 yards. Uh, he did have five targets, however. They just got to rush the ball more. Um Josh Allen, I think he only ran the ball, what, nine times or 40, 40 yards, mm-hmm. and he needs to be closer to that 10, 10 11 uh, type brushing attempts, especially when you take the other running back out the backfield. Yeah. Um, and I think I that's think he's very like a, possible against the, the Steelers. I mean, I, I mean, against the Dolphins. Yeah, I think he's like a like a flex play as long as Moss sits again. Um, he looked he didn't look bad last week. Like you said, he had 16 opportunities for eight yards, uh, had six and a half yards per carry. Um, he was six in yards at the contact and also six in avoided tackles per attempt. So between the tackles, he, he is good. He's going to get the receiving work whenever they do pass the ball to running backs. But, um, of course, the only problem with him is he has that chance of being vultured by Josh Allen at the goal line. So he's always just going to be in that. I feel like RB2 is his ceiling unless he breaks like a long touchdown play. Um, of course, you, you like Stefan Diggs. The volume is still there. 13 mm-hmm. uh, targets, uh, caught nine of them. Cole Beasley got uh, 13 targets also with eight. Uh, do you feel Cole Beasley is a comfortable start every week now? Or are we mm-hmm. still matchup dependent on Cole yeah, Beasley? Yeah, in PPR leagues, he's going to give you that nice baseline every week. You just can't expect a lot from him. Like, you, I mean, just yeah, you, if you need a solid floor play, then Beasley is your guy. He's a great flex play. You don't know if he's going to get a touchdown each week, but you know he's going to put up uh, 8 to 12 points. So um, he's a great flex player uh, each week. Uh, Thanks, Javar. Gabriel Davis, five targets, uh, two receptions, 40 uh, yards. Uh, He did catch the touchdown. Um, I don't think he had enough of the volume that you can put him out there comfortably um, unless you're just chasing points and you're looking for a touchdown. yeah, yeah, it's uh Diggs, Beasley, Sanders, and then Davis as far right as like, now. who was yeah. out there more, who ran the most routes, targets, all that. Dawson Knox, the tight end, did uh catch all four of his targets for 41 yards. Um, he didn't get into the end zone, but I think he should be on your radar if um you uh have Dawson Knox. He's in that third year, or his I think it's his second year, right? Is his second or third year? I think it's his third. I think it's his third year. This is his third year. He's coming into his third year. We all, you know how we talk about the tight ends breaking out in their third year. Um, so we might have just been a little too early on Dawson Knox, but um, he's been in that offense now with Josh Allen all three of those years. And, you know, Austin Hooper broke out his what, year three. So I think um, Dawson Knox should be somebody we could look at. Uh, is it? Yep. Um, on to the last game um, of the episode. We got the Patriots six point favorites at the New York football jets um, over under 42 Mac Jones uh, quarterback 26 on the week last week with an 83% completion rate, 281 yards and a touchdown. How you feel about Matt Jones? You know, your, your fake Alabama brother, Jabbar. <laughs> Mac, uh, I think he's a streamable option. <laughs> what week. the fuck was that? <laughs> I think uh, my boy Matt Kestrim will option this week. Uh, he's going up against the Jets defense that allowed 20, 21 points to quarterbacks. Hold on, hold on. And um, they're averaging two TDs 
per games to quarterback, and Sam Darnold finished with 18 points last week against them with uh, one rushing and one passing TD. So uh, I, I like Mac Jones as a streamable option, you know, one of those streamable guys like uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, so that, that's that's why I see Mac Jones this week. What was that? Um, I like Matt Jones. Um, he was fourth in big time throws um, week one. Uh, that's a pass with excellent ball location and time and generally thrown further down the field and or in a tighter window. That definitely is, is that a new stat? I feel like somebody just made that up. I want to put Matt Jones at some top of the list. <laughs> you know, it's, it, <laughs> PFF, nah, it's a thing. It yeah, it's a thing. Nah, I just okay. So yeah, I got Matt Jones as a start. Also, Damian Harris, four, uh, Knight finished running back 19 and half PPR leagues, 25 touches, 117 yards, no touchdowns. Did have the costly fumble that pretty much cost the Patriots the game. Um, so a lot of people are scared off of Damian Harris because of that. But the Jets just allowed damn near 200 yards all purpose to CMC. And that is CMC, but they still, that still was 200 yards to one player. Um, he did finish 15th in the elusive and breakaway percentage. So I do think he's still startable. I think you just got to temper your expectations on him. Um, because we all know how Coach Belichick is about putting people in the doghouse. I heard he, you know, he's not yeah, a doghouse, but uh, yeah, running back to fire him up. Yeah, that's that's really the only concern with him is if he's going to see limited playing time. I think the good thing though is Ramadre Stevenson also fumbled. And, yeah, I mean, they the report came out that JJ Taylor might see more touches, but I mean, this know, guy is super like he's like five six, bro. Like, he's not going to be getting a lot of work between the tackles like that. So, I think Damian Harris is a set as long as he's not in the doghouse, bro. I think he's like a top 20 player, he's like a, a high end RB2, bro. Because, um, I took like I mentioned to y'all, he saw three targets last week, bro, and he only saw seven all year last year so mm-hmm. he's already almost halfway through his target total so if he can average <laughs> two to three targets a game that's like 40 40 to 50 targets on a year bro and that's that's a great baseline to have for your running back man and I, I and that's what keeps a lot of these two down running backs out of the top 15 so if he can see that consistently man i think the breakout is truly on with uh Damon harris the third down running back did see seven targets uh james white <clears throat> of course we just seen um them just allow 98 yards or whatever it was receiving to the running back. So do you think James White is a good start, spot play? Uh not this week with the with uh them playing the Jets. I, I don't know the game script would help him. I, I don't really feel safe. I, I think there are better flex plays than him this week. Yeah, well let's let's go do some options. <laughs> not for real because people might have this people might have this 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 decision in their league, you know, Jermichael Hasty or James White, James White, James White. Um, uh, I'm trying to find where we have James White, games. Zach Pascal, James mm. White. I might take, I might take a flyer on Zach, James Not White sure. or Darnell Mooney, Darnell Mooney, James White or Tim Patrick, Tim Patrick, mm-hmm. Tim Patrick. Okay. I think I like James White over everybody except Tim Patrick. I think I'll start Tim Patrick over him, but I think I like James White over everybody else. 
Um, the wide receiver situation, Nelson Aguilar caught five for 72 in the touchdown. The connection did seem to be there. He should be matched up against uh, Brandon Eccles, who did an okay job last week, allowing uh, three catches on five routes targeted. Um, it isn't that many points to chase in this matchup with the over-under being so low, uh, according to Vegas. But I think Nelson Aguilar is a good PPR play um, in the flex if you just have to. Um, <clears throat> Jacoby Myers, he did lead all the wide receivers with nine targets, um, caught six of them for 44 and a touchdown in the tough matchup. He'll be matched up against Michael Carter. Jacoby didn't catch a touchdown, did he? Nah, I don't think he. There's uh, Aguilar. Yeah, Aguilar caught a touchdown. Oh, man, my bad, my bad. I misspoke. If I th- Thank you, good brothers. Um, if I had to, I would follow the volume with Jacoby Myers because I, I do like him over Nelson Aguilar. I think um, – Oh, one, I, thing, one thing I would say, uh, Myers averaged seven yards per catch, whereas Aguilar averaged 14 yards per catch. So Aguilar will have – if this trend stays, Aguilar will have more um, – because mm-hmm. of the more yards per catch. But, yeah, oh, yeah, Jacoby is leading the targets. The tight end situation, Um, Henry played 54 snaps. Uh, Jonas Smith played 55 snaps. Um, they saw eight targets combined, five coming to Joe New. He caught all five for 42, three coming to Henry. He caught three, uh, he caught three for 31. Um, the Jets allowed three receptions as a whole to the tight end position last week on five targets, uh, allowing just one fantasy point. Although, although that beat to the Carolina Panthers, who don't really have a tight end, but still um, they had to line somebody up out there and they threw it to him five times. Would you feel comfortable rolling out the tight ends, uh, Hunter Henry and Jonah Smith? Nah. Yeah, I mean, you probably don't have better options than them if you have them. Um, they, they were out there pretty much all the snaps. So they will be using a lot of that 12 personnel with, with two tight ends on the field. So um, I'm not expecting much. I mean, Jonu has a higher ceiling, I feel like. But, mm-hmm. I mean, with them both splitting snaps like that or both on the field at the same time, I think they're kind of going to cannibalize each other. Yeah, um, that's why I really don't like them. But, yeah, like you said, if you got them, you probably can't pivot nowhere. Starting had to sign him. Hunter Henry, bro. Why did you sign Hunter Henry too? It was so weird. Like it was like really right after they just signed Jonah. The everybody day went crazy. after, everybody was like, "Yes, finally!" He did, he's been talking, giving him high praise for his whole career. Jonah finally has a home, and then Hunter Henry the next day is like, "All right." Zach Wilson on the other side of the ball looked okay in his first start with a 73% adjusted completion rate, uh, 258 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Uh, the Patriots only barely allowed 200 yards to Tua, so I do not think Wilson is a safe play this week. Um, I got him as a sit. Uh, the running back yeah. situation was gross. They had 44 yards between three uh, running backs. That's pretty gross. The run, uh, Patriots only gave up 69 yards rushing last uh, week, like you mentioned to nice. Miles Gaskin. So that's nice. I got that written down here too. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that's gross. Uh, the only thing I feel comfortable start with, there's two people. It's probably one little sleeper. Uh, Corey Davis led the team in target seven of them, caught five for 97, two touchdowns. Uh, the only jet to get a wide, to, only jet to get a target in the end zone. Uh, he will be matched up against Jalen Mills, however, um, who only allowed one catch on three of his targeted his way. But I feel like the volume is there for him to have. Um, a uh, good wide receiver today. Uh, I wouldn't play on the two touchdowns, but the volume, he, he has to throw it somewhere. 
Uh, yeah, like in 19 yards per catch for uh, Corey Davis last week. Yeah, you got to start him somewhere. Elijah Moore is still still a wait and see for me. Um, four targets only caught one of them, negative three yards. Brazenton Berrios. I know I didn't say that shit right. Braxton Berrios, my guy. I got a Z right here. I don't know how I got a Z. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he made up somebody. I thought I was like, is that a new says? <laughs> Like, who's this well, guy? Was a raisin brand. <laughs> My bad, bro. Um, second on the team in targets last week with with six. Uh, he caught five of them for fifty one yards. Uh, he'll be matched up against Jonathan Jones in the slot, so that's a pretty ugly matchup. But um, going forward, man, if Elijah Moore doesn't become that guy, I feel like uh, Barrios might be what we thought Elijah Moore would be. So I feel like he could be a possible uh, waiver wire pickup if he's still on your waiver wire. Jameson Crowder should be back soon, exactly. so I just I just okay. wait and see. I forgot about that. And crowd to come back and see how things work out. And well, Elijah Moore COVID also, did, yeah, that's true. That is a possibility. But Elijah Moore ran one less route than Corey Davis, so he was out there a lot. He just wasn't targeted like that. So rookie, he missed a lot of the preseason. So this is, I feel like, expected with Moore. Um, you're really looking for him to break out towards the middle of the year. So he still needs to get up to speed in the NFL. But it was good to see him out there a lot. Um, Ryan Griffin and Tyler Croft, the tight end, both caught three catches apiece, uh, 22 or 26 yards, res- uh, respectively. The Patriots shut down Jaseki, like Carlos mentioned earlier. Um, but I no, think they, that no, 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 no. they ain't shut him, he went out there for them to shut down, <laughs> <laughs> like he mentioned earlier. Look at that. But, but I do think that's something to monitor. Um, just going for that tight end situation, that's six targets to the tight end position. So, um, six targets uh, to a tight end position. If, the, if it was one of them, you know, what I'm saying it might go on for it, might in the year, it might just uh, break down to being one of them. So, that's just something to look for. Um, going for you're just looking for any tight ends getting targets really i can dig it uh anything else y'all got that's we gotta one. do it uh so we got thursday night football where we got the giants at the football team so who y'all got football team football team football team damn i feel like we was wrong did we wrong last week nah, Did we get it wrong? We no no we was right we was right we was right, we was right. how about right. me all right, all right, all right. It so, was almost wrong, though. Hey, them, them Cowboys look pretty good. Show that, show that. He's stupid. Right. And so I seen, like, oh, how, how, is that a minute and some change on the clock? Damn, man. Yeah. Bro, oh, my ready. God. I cannot believe they. I think we, we talked about this earlier, bro. But, geez, I cannot believe they. Did I give that man that. no time? It's so crazy. I can't man, believe bro, I'm, the Falcons I'm, came I'm out there and looked I'm willing to lose gross. the game going for it on fourth down than giving – because you're going to lose the game anyway, so Facts. you might as well go for it, bro. <laughs> we thought the Falcons were going to get better. Only All right, like, bro. All right, bro. I'm going to let you. I ain't got time to talk about them folks. All right, man. We <laughs> out, man. Better, I ain't got time to talk about them folks. Hey, man. We're going to see y'all on Friday, bro. Uh, good luck. Yeah. We won. Good luck Thursday. Make sure you put your Thursday players in the position spots, not the flex. Yes. We out. Peace. Damn, finish. It's session. Yeah.